This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Go to https colon forward slash forward slash profitability dash movement dot mn dot co to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. I got this email from a contractor who attended one of my building profit and wealth classes. I may need your help with an issue that I may be having internally with my bookkeeper. I'm investigating something and will not bring it to light until I know I have my facts straight. I am not sure if you'd be interested in helping me, but if you are, please call me at X. And of course I called him. The contractor's name and location will remain nameless. So here's what he told me. He hired a bookkeeper many years ago, probably five or six years ago. I didn't get the exact time. And the bookkeeper was really good at cleaning up the mess. His wife had been doing the books and she is not a bookkeeper or an accountant and they weren't in good shape and they were losing money. And you all know the story, all right? So the bookkeeper comes in, she gets the book straightened out, and they start getting good numbers. They start making money. They get their pricing right. And everything is going really, really, really well. The bookkeeper befriends the wife, and they become really good friends. And about a year or so ago, when they started doing direct deposit is when the issue started happening. And of course, he didn't look. Everything was going well. They were making money. There was cash in the bank. And he had, a, in his opinion, a really, really good bookkeeper. So he sat through my and attended my Building Profit and Wealth two-day class. And at the end of the second day, I talk about how you've got to make sure you do specific things to keep your assets safe, keep your cash safe, keep your inventory safe. And he told me he was sitting in class and he going, that will never happen to me. No way. We're doing this. We're doing that. I have a great bookkeeper. Da, 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 da. Well, to make a long story short, the bookkeeper, when we started with, or when he started doing direct deposit, would do her payroll check through direct deposit. And then she'd write another one to herself and then delete it from QuickBooks so that you never saw it. Well, actually you can see it through the audit trail, but nobody was looking. So every week she'd do a direct deposit check and every week she'd do another check to herself and delete it. About $60,000, we think. So, the issue is the job of a good embezzler is to become the trusted bookkeeper. And she played the role perfectly. She went in there. She's really good. She fixed a mess. She got the company profitable. She was doing you know, the job really, really well all the time, figuring out when the right time to start stealing was. And she found it. And of course, they're not looking. They think everything's going well. You know, Ronald Reagan goes, trust but verify, which was one of his great lines, which I've never forgotten. Some of you are too young to remember that. 
But the reality of the situation is she is the perfect embezzler. She didn't need it. She made friends with the bookkeeper. I mean, with the wife. She made friends with the owner. She got them so comfortable that they stopped looking. As a business owner, you can never, ever, ever stop looking. The other really bad part about it, well, there's actually two other really bad parts about it. One of which is she recommended the CPA that the company used. Now, I have no knowledge that the CPA was in bed with her and knew what she was doing, but that's like asking the fox to watch the hen house. Forget it. Not happening. So I gave him the name and connected him with a CPA actually in Atlanta, Georgia, who is licensed nationally who only does construction accounting. And they know it inside out, backwards and forwards and upside down. And several of my clients are actually using them and they're very happy. But anyway, so this CPA is going in and doing the audit because we have to do an audit. The other really bad thing is that when he went and told somebody, and I can't remember who it was, it wasn't the CPA. Um, it may have been his banker, the banker said, oh, she was in jail for two years or for however many years for the same thing. And I said to the owner, I said, did you do a background check? And he goes, no. If he had done a background check, he would have seen that she had been in jail because that's public record for embezzlement. And he never would have hired her. The, the embezzler is, is counting on the fact that most of you won't do a background check. And those of you who do background checks only go back seven years. For bookkeepers, you got to go back 15 years, which can be done. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but it's a whole lot cheaper than finding somebody who's going to be stealing from you. And, you know, he said, I've got egg on my face. I sat in class and you told us to do this. He said, I never, ever, ever thought it would happen to us. Well, at least it was only a year. I mean, yeah, it was a year. Yeah, it was a little over $60,000. That's a lot of money. And he said, well, what if she pays me back? I said, put her back in jail because she'll only go and do it to some other unsuspecting small business owner. She belongs to have her butt, and excuse me for saying it that way, put back in jail. And hopefully this time the judge will throw the book at her and it won't be you know, a two-year stint in jail. So anyway. That's the story. If you think it can't happen to you, it can. And after we get back from the break, I'm going to give you seven things to make sure that you do every single day or every single month. It's the same seven things that I talk about in building and profit and wealth class. And I would hope that if some of you take that class, you won't sit in class and do what this business owner is saying, that will never happen to me. Remember, the job of a good embezzler is to become the trusted bookkeeper. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him, though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign with a service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv.
We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Hopefully the story put chills up and down your spine. I'm going to give you seven things to do that don't take a whole lot of time, but help you keep the honest people honest. And if you find a really good bookkeeper and that bookkeeper quits, you know, a month or so, maybe two months after she starts working or he starts working with your company, the likelihood is that it was an embezzler and they couldn't find a way to embezzle. Good. That's good. Have the processes and procedures in place to make sure that this doesn't happen. All right. So here's the first thing. Look at your bank account every single day. Had they done this, they would have seen every payroll would be another check handwritten to this particular individual. And, you know, one time maybe there would have been a question about it. And then if they continue, continue to see the pattern, number one, she would not have stayed because she knew that, that they were onto her. And at that point, she would have just quit, saving you a whole lot of money with an explanation of a check. All right. So look at your bank account every single day. It does not matter where in the world you are. Most of us have access to the Internet wherever we are. Takes less than five minutes. Look at what has gone in. Look at what has gone out. And if it doesn't make sense, you start asking questions. Number two, send your bank statements home. This is the first line of defense. Other than looking at your bank statements every day, make sure that you get your bank statements sent home. And as a result of looking at the statements, you can see other things that might have been ACHs or other withdrawals or checks that got bounced and many other things that may be going on with your account. Your bookkeeper then can balance the checkbook after you give the bookkeeper the checks and the, and the bank statement that you see from home. Number three, make sure your receivables match the value on your balance sheet. This particular embezzler was pretty blatant about it. A lot of times what will happen is it will be done either through receivables or payables and journal entries. So you'll print out an aged receivables every month when you get your P&L and balance sheet at the end of the month. And you'll print out what the balance is. What, you know, at the end of your statement of your aged receivable balance, there's a value. Make sure it matches the value that's on your balance sheet for that month. If it's not, find out why not. Number four, make sure payables match the value on your balance sheet. Again, just like you printed out an aged receivables, print out an aged payables. And make sure that whatever value is total of aged payables, it matches the balance on your balance sheet. I would also suggest that at least once a quarter, you print out all of your vendors and you do it. You print out your vendor list. It's really easy to do with, with any accounting system that you're on. And make sure that you don't have ABC Inc. and ABC Corp. and ABC Limited and ABC LLC or just ABC. Because one of those might be an account that your embezzler has. There should just be one A, B, one A, B, C. That's it. There shouldn't be various multiples of it. Get rid of the other ones and make sure there's nothing in there. Number five is to make sure that your gross margins are positive. 
What that really and truly means is your gross profit is positive. So if you have a negative gross profit, that means that you bought a part for a buck and you sold it for, let's say, 79 cents. Not likely to happen. So if it's negative, we have what I call financial statement fruit salad and we have apples and oranges. So let's assume that January is an apples month and February is a peach month. And so you have a job that's done in January and you bill it in January, but the expenses for that job don't come in until February. So January is our apple month and February is our peach month. So we have to do job costing where we match revenues and expenses. So we're matching apples and peaches. We've got fruit salad. We do not want fruit salad. We want apple salad. We want peach salad, or if you prefer cherries or watermelon, or I don't care. But the revenue for a job for your tax must match the expenses for that job or that tax. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to tell whether that job is profitable or not. And you also have to make sure that you're on an accrual-based accounting system. I know I'm giving you a lot for number five, but when you, most of you, not most of you, a lot of you are on QuickBooks, just make sure that you're printing out your statements on an accrual basis, which means you do have receivables, you do have payables, and job costing can be consistent. Number six is to make sure that there are no negative numbers where they shouldn't be. Well, what do I mean by that? That means if you have a negative marketing expense on your P&L, well, guess what? I'm not sure unless it's a rebate or a credit or something like that, that the, an advertise, uh, a TV station or a magazine or a newspaper owes you money. The likelihood is you owe them money. You might see negative rent. I mean, I've seen negative crazy stuff on P&Ls. On the balance sheet, you're, you may see negative payroll taxes payable. You may see negative any number of FICA, FUTA, negative liabilities. That means that that company or that government agency owes you money. So, for example, if you have negative payroll taxes of $10,000, that says that the feds or the state owes you $10,000 on payroll taxes. Not likely. All right. If you see those negative numbers, you have to question it. And then you have to really question whether the person who's entering payroll and doing payroll really knows what they're doing. This is another pretty easy way to steal. Number seven, do not let your bookkeeper go to the bank with bank deposits. That's a no-no. If you have automatic deposits, like you have that little machine in the bookkeeper's office, Make sure you see the backup to whatever that deposit was and match it with the deposit that you see when you look at your bank statements online every single day. Now, these are not all the ways that somebody can steal from you, but these are the easiest ones to you know, button up the, the leaky parts so that it's, it's harder to do. And... Remember that the job of a good embezzler is to become the trusted bookkeeper. So here are, the, here are the seven again. Look at your bank statements online every day. Number two, send your bank statements home. Number three, make sure your accounts receivable, aged receivables match the value on your balance sheet. Number four, match the, make sure that the aged payables balance matches the value on your balance sheet. 
Number five, make sure that gross margins are positive. You're on an accrual basis for your books and that you don't have financial statement fruit salad. Number six, make sure that there are no negative numbers where they shouldn't be. Make sure you have a positive current liability segment of your, of your um, balance sheet. Your expenses should not be negative unless you get a rebate or something like that. And number seven, do not let your bookkeeper go to the bank with deposits. If you have automatic deposits through whatever those machines are, make sure you see the backup for it and match it to what you see as a deposit when you look at your bank statement every day online. Please don't think that this can't happen to you. It happens to many hardworking, many, many of you because you trust. You're so busy doing what you're doing that you absolutely trust whoever the bookkeeper is. And there was, you know, in reality, she got them out of a mess. But then she was patient, which most embezzlers are, and she found the opportunity to steal and she did. So put the person in jail, which is where they belong. Otherwise, they'll just do it to another unsuspecting business owner. And please, when you're hiring a bookkeeper or CPA, Go back 15 years as a background check. It will tell you so much about this particular individual. And there's a lot of embezzlers out there who are very patient. They know most companies either don't do them or only go back seven years. So they'll wait eight years. They don't care. They absolutely don't care. So it can happen to you. It will happen to you. Most likely, if you don't put procedures in place to keep the honest people honest. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money and make sure he keeps his money safe. Spread the word. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email Ruth King at hbacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.